from the front lines of the green rush. This is Green Entrepreneur, where business owners talk about how they found success in cannabis and how you can too. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Green Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is John Small, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Green Entrepreneur. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. So we're going to talk about dispensaries today, the experience of going into a retail cannabis shop. And that experience has changed quite a bit in the last decade. Mostly gone are the days of like barbed wire fences and buds and nondescript jars and shady security people all over the place. And now... You can get a full sensory enhanced experience that is really like more reminiscent of walking into an Apple store than your basic smoke shop. My guests, Danielle Marzarella and Holly Cottrell, are part of Seven Point Interiors, which is really a new revolution in cannabis retail space design. And Danielle is the VP of Global Retail Development. And Holly is a cannabis dispensary build expert. And Seven Point Interior is a leading retail design and manufacturing creative agency based in Toronto, Canada. They have design locations globally and have really cool and innovative spaces. You should go to their website, sevenpointinteriors.com. You can check out all their different designs. It's, they're so cool and interesting. So most recently, they opened an innovative new store experience for the cannabis company Pure Options in Lansing, Michigan. Danielle and Holly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. So I'd love you to explain exactly what Seven Point Interiors does and and then specifically what you do for the company. Seven Point Interiors really strives to bring premium retail environments to the cannabis space and industry. And we provide turnkey solutions for not just retail design, but manufacturing as well. And we can take anything from branding and interior concept right through manufacturing and installation for an end-to-end turnkey process. Because we are vertically integrated, we have the ability to ship from very large-scale projects and programs to small boutique shops. And it's a combination of the fact that we have the capabilities to do uh, custom designs and also very modular uh, pre-engineered solutions and product options. We are a division of a larger company called Visual Elements Manufacturing out of Toronto. And because we are the manufacturer, it makes it very seamless for us to be able to develop interior designs and concepts and product solutions and take them right through to manufacturing. And it really helps on the design side from budgeting and timelines, the fact that we are a manufacturer and part of visual elements. So uh, that's in short, basically who we are and, and what we do, but there's lots in between there. Yeah. Well, before we get to you, Holly, I'd follow up there. So let me get this straight. So you do interior design and brand design and this kind of thing, but you also have a division of your company that manufactures cannabis, like a, the vertically integrated. Well, actually, Seven Point Interiors was developed about four years ago. We are a part of a bigger company called Visual Elements Manufacturing. And visual elements manufacturing has been developing retail solutions for many, many large mainstream retail brands. A few notable ones are Coach, and we do work for Nordstrom. And our company is so well-versed in the retail environments industry that 
we thought that we can tap into that experience and that expertise and bring those same types of mindsets and solutions to help mainstream the cannabis design space and go from, as you mentioned before, the prohibitive spaces to these very welcoming, as you mentioned, Apple store type solutions. But it's going beyond the Apple store. It's it's really creating brands and brand solutions and bringing identity to that brand, not just from a product perspective, but from an environment perspective and experience opportunity to help create some loyalty there between the brand and the consumer. Holly, tell me a little bit about your background and what, and what you do for Seven Point. I am, uh, I'm actually from the cannabis industry. My husband and I owned and operated a dispensary in Phoenix, Arizona for a few years and sold off. And my husband is still in the industry as a president for one of the larger MSOs and uh, runs quite a few dispensaries for them as well. So I have the the industry experience since 2010. So we've been in it for quite a long time. And so product knowledge, um, operational knowledge, flow of the store. and, And when we design um, a store for you and, and do your store design. We also take it in um, consideration your operations. So it is not just a customer walking to the front door and going to order their product at the, the cash register. They're actually, it's an experiential situation and they come in and how is it going to flow and how are they going to see the products and how is, how is that going to work with the operations in the back of the house for the bed tender to be able to make sure that the entire place works well and, and and uh, functions correctly as a dispensary. So I, that's the knowledge that I bring in is, is product knowledge and operational knowledge for the retail industry of cannabis. I think what Holly touched on is so important is, is why we really differentiate ourselves and the marriage between Holly's experience from a cannabis owner's perspective, coupled with our retail planning experience, it really brings the best of both worlds together so that we're considering all aspects of the environment, not just the aesthetic, but the customer path, the customer journey, and the product journey to make sure we're developing efficient spaces that are are well-designed, educational, and easy to shop. So I would love, let's talk, let's focus specifically on the interior design here and the the sort of customer experience of going into a store because I live in LA and it's really interesting to go into the dispensaries now and sort of see how they're, they're approaching it. You know, some have sort of like a, a, like almost like a hypey shoe store kind of approach to it where it's very flashy and you walk in and it's like, you feel like you're in a, a really high, high end, like sneaker store and others are kind of more kind of like a Barney's type experience. It's more retail, like what you might imagine going into sort of a high end retail store. So everybody has a different approach. And I'm curious what you have taken from your experience working in more traditional retail locations and how you've applied it to the cannabis industry to specifically, like what are some of the things that the cannabis industry wasn't doing that you've kind of introduced through some of your dispensaries that you've designed? Sure. I think that in principle, the focus on the merchandising of the product has been a very big opportunity in the past. And we've been able to capture that opportunity and turn the um, sell through a product being the main focus of what we base our design on. After all, they're there to sell product. And 
make money? And what can we do with our design? And what can we do with the elements that we bring to the table, fixtures and displays and signage, visual communication to help highlight the product, make that the hero so that when the customer is entering their store, they're really identifying and able to navigate through that space and understand what the product is through the fact that it's well displayed, but also informing and and creating information that is well put together and thoughtful so that the communication of the product is clear. It has to look good, but it also has to be informative. And education is, is a big part of that. And considering all of that as part of your store design and the, the products that we offer are all part of that experience. So talk to me about education. Like, how does that... I noticed in the Lansing store, you had some touchscreen ability. Talk to me about that and how that kind of plays into the educational component. So I think education is about understanding product information, right? I think that there's education and understanding cannabis. And that's something that boils down to each operator's business model and how much they want to be able to educate their consumers about products. And sometimes we create educational areas. Sometimes they may be in the form of individual consultation rooms, but sometimes they may be in education bars, education kiosks where there's software and there's information that's been developed to educate on the product that they're selling. But in addition to that, when I'm displaying product or anybody displaying product, you want to clearly identify what is that product. What are the aspects of it that you want to highlight, whether it be the ratios of the different cannabinoids, or perhaps it's highlighting your vendor of the month and you're promoting a certain product. All of that is great when you put it on the display, but if you don't have product information developed to align with it, then it's almost pointless. I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I just I just had the experience of shopping for cannabis this weekend. And I noticed that there wasn't a lot of information about the product other than like the THC to CBD ratio. And I know that a lot of places are kind of targeted. And I guess it just depends on who your audience is and who your customers are. But a lot of places seem very focused on sort of like, what's the the most THC here or price and THC and and less about like, it was like, for example, it was very hard for me to figure out the terpene profiles of the product. And even when I asked the bud tender, like, what are the, what's the terpene profile? They were at a loss. One guy had them written down in a book that he separately kept around, but it was not accessible like to the consumer. Is that something that you guys are trying to rectify? Is that something that you see the consumers really want? There's a lot that goes into that. And that's really a lot by demographics and state and what they're looking for. I mean, when you have a medical market, you have all of that information readily available to your, your customers and your patients. And you have education was so big in the medical world. And now that it's wreck, that has, has kind of fallen down a little bit. But it depends on us educating the dispensary owner in the process of, of their design and, and the build of it and how, how they want the operations to go and how they want their now not patients, but customers to experience that and is it important to their demographic and that really goes through a discovery process with us of where they're located who you know how many cars drive by I mean there's just so many so much that goes into it the people that are there are you soccer moms are you 
businessmen? Are you people, millennials? Like, what's your demographic of who's coming into your store? Uh, so we really go through a process to, to get that information from them and then through that process, figure out who the people are that they're selling to and, and if that is important. So if, what might be important in Hermosa Beach might be something different in Venice Beach, California. So it's just, it depends on, on where the store is and what the demographics are and what the owner of the dispensary is wanting that store to, to give to the consumer. So it's kind of, there's a lot that goes into developing developing that and designing that and making sure that it's a right fit for the area and the, and the owner. It might be interesting if you guys take me through maybe two different, very different concepts behind a, a retail location and sort of like the thought process that went into both of those concepts. So for example, we can start with the, the most recent one, right? Which is the one in Lansing, Michigan, the Pure Options store. Can you kind of take me through, you know, as much as you can, the sort of thought process behind what you did in that store and why you did it? So our design team obviously would be able to um, speak best to the uh, interior design of the space itself. But I I can share with you that this particular location um, happened to have been a very uh, large square footage sales floor opportunity where there were multiple areas identified and, and designated. There was an apparel area. There was a VIP area. And the majority of the space around the perimeter were individual cases and technology above each case that was designated or the real estate of each of those sections was designated to different brands, right? So our goal in that case was to create an environment that would be able to support individual brand products, be able to identify and give them the opportunity to create product information through technology in a space that can be very flexible, and then also provide pure options with their own space and opportunity to promote their product. So in this this particular situation, I think that it worked out very well because of the space that we had to work with and the business model that Pure Options had put together. They put a lot of thought into what they wanted ahead of time and how they wanted to operate and who they were going to be doing business with. And even down to their bud tenders, um, they were all very well informed on the product and the product information that they needed to share to ensure that their customers were going to walk out of there fulfilled with why they came into the space. What were the educational, you mentioned the educational, talk to me about, because I think I I read there was like touchscreen. When you first walk into the space itself, there is a, a separate area that is designated with some kiosks that Pure Options has developed their own product information. So you can go up to one of those kiosks and review the different products and get some information before you start your shopping journey, which can also include a bud tender. So there's digital, and then there's also product information cards that might indicate on the flower cases, for instance, what the strain is, and then what the specific percentages of THC in each of those strains. There's lots of different, as Holly said, lots of different requirements that each client brings to the table. And for Pure Options specifically, it was bringing as much product into the space and as much brand opportunities for each of these brands to display their product and provide 
the information necessary to be able to sell it. Now, Holly, your background is more medical marijuana, right? Well, at least your your particular dispensary that you oversaw was a medical marijuana facility? Correct. Arizona uh, was medical when we had it. It's now wrecked, but it was medical at the time. So can you talk to me about the different experience one might have in A, in designing a location that's specifically more targeted at the medical audience than the recreational? For sure. There's definitely a huge difference when you design medical to recreational. And there is something that we discuss with all of our clients now, since there's so many states turning rec that in the medical um, world to make sure that, that it's a flexible enough space so that when they do go rec, they don't have to 100% redesign and, and build this route again. So we, we do make sure that we educate them in that area and, and that we do build a flexible store for them. But when you have a, a medical store, you definitely you know, have a lot of different regulations through each state that you have to abide by. And you've got privacy. You have to have a lobby for check-in. You have to, it's, most states, it's one-to-one um, customer to bud tender. So it's not like a shopping experience where you can go in and just freely chop around the, the dispensary and then meet with the bud tender. It's, they literally come and get you out of the lobby and you stay with them through your whole experience. And because there's a lot of education, there's HIPAA laws. There's just a lot that goes into a, a medical facility that doesn't have to go into a rec facility. So that's, it's, it's not that it's harder to do or more expensive to do. It's just making sure that you have compliance and that you're following all the state regulations and that you are making sure that your patients are getting the education that they need for their medicine and that it's your, your, the operations of the store and, and how the flow is and that type of thing are totally different medical than they are recreational. So it's something that you, you have to be aware of and make sure that it's the flow is correct for that as well. But then again, can also move into a recreational area. Right. So it's flexible. Yes, exactly. So we talked about pure option and that sort of the the pure options, the sort of thought behind that design. Can you give me, so you guys have been involved in a lot of different, give me in a different example of maybe a different type of community, a different type of audience, different type of customer and the approach that you took to that. I'm going to highlight a, another project that I think is a, is a fun one and a notable one. It was a project that was outside of, um, inside of Toronto and it was called Scarlet Fire. This was a very boutique project. It had a very specific customer and all of the branding and all of the displays, all of the product information, every ounce of that space was designed towards the vision of the owner and creating this environment that somewhat recreated the Grateful Dead experience and creating a psychedelic experience. So I think that the goal here was how do we create an, an inviting space that is um, going to represent the the product well and not be overcrowded and have more of a, a feel of having the shopping experience to see what the offerings are and very clearly identifiable through the brand and through the owner's vision. But I think if there was a platform, you were going to compare a medical space and a medical design space, like Holly just said, there are other considerations to something that was was wreck. You know, it all boils down to what is the product and what is the experience. In many medical locations, we still have product in cases and people are walking up to counters and the product is being sold or shared with at that moment in time of that POS transaction versus having somebody walk the space and the need for visual communication at that point 
may not be as important as some of these other two examples that I'm sharing with you. And it boils down to the bud tender and the customer service that they're offering. By the way, the the Scarlet Fire that we did an article on that design and it, it's so it's really cool. I recommend people going to Green Entrepreneur just type in in Google's Scarlet Fire Green Entrepreneur because you can see pictures of it and it's but you said it's a different audience. So meaning that cuz you know this is a it's very grateful dead inspired that particular dispensary. So how did they make the decision is it just because that was the owner's personal kind of what he was into? Yes. Yeah. So that kind of reflected his sort of vision. Yes. He wanted people to come in and be in an altered state of reality, walking into that space. That's interesting. So what are, what are the new trends you see coming in the next? So we sort of have seen an evolution here because I mentioned the Apple store and I know that that's like maybe the most basic of kind of designs that was kind of like the med men early on, like, Oh, glass cases. Like that's new that, you know, we hadn't seen that, but now that's kind of become commonplace in dispensaries. And now we see more kind of customized, you know, experiences like this grateful dead experience that you have in Scarlet fire. What are some new trends that you see coming in the next few years? Jonathan, I think that I'll say the trajectory that we've been seeing, and I would love Holly's opinion in the cannabis space is still continuing to move in the direction of, I want to say mainstream cannabis retail. But I think that when where we were two years ago to where we are today is night and day. And the trend that I think we are continuing to see, and I do think that there's still so much room for opportunity is focusing on the need for well-branded retail that continues. And I do see that people are coming to us, understanding the importance of the brand and wanting to express that in their brick and mortar spaces and creating a shopper's experience, just as I would be going into another apparel brand or another sporting goods brand and creating individual brands and shopping experiences for the cannabis shopper. That's going to be an experience that drives the brand loyalty and the customer loyalty that one would want for repeat business and to gather new clients and new customers. Yeah, there is definitely um, a new market emerging and display with displays and, and people wanting to have areas in their store because there's as there is in like in the food industry, there's brands that are starting to buy shelf space, for lack of a better word. So there that's definitely something that's up and coming and, and it's starting to hit more and more states. But that changes the aspect of displays. So you're not displaying everybody's brands in one one case. Um, it's one one case for one for each brand. And so that's definitely something that we're seeing go into this, into the design of the stores. And it, definitely that's catching on and, and going to be something very big in the future that, that I definitely see. And I think the, another thing that is starting to come through is flower displays and how, how they can make that the focal point of their store since flower is the, the, usually the largest selling product in every dispensary. That's usually the highest, the highest selling product that they have. And so that's definitely something on how they display their flower and, and how they make it a focal point of their store so that they can, you know, get bigger ticket items. And, and, you know, a lot of places have a, a top tier, mid tier and low tier flower and, you know, what's the best way to display that. And that's definitely something that's up and coming in every state. And, and we're going to see a lot of, 
of that as well. And we definitely have started that in our uh, design and we have products now that have di- different, very cool uh, custom ways to display flower. And, and so we're, we're at the forefront of that movement as well, which is going to be really cool. So Holly, can you give me an example of interesting ways that you're seeing people display flower now? Definitely. We have a, we have a product that is proprietary to us called the ca- um, capsule and it's an actual stainless steel capsule that comes out of a table or a wall or can come out of the floor, however you want it to come out of. And it's, it's on a pendulum and it had one side has a, has a magnifying glass on it. It has a little stainless steel sniffer that comes out. Um, so you can um, actually smell the bud. And then it also holds a, a humidity pack in there to keep, to keep the bud fresh. And then it, it spins and it's just, it's a really eye catching way to display flower. And if you, if you're still in a market where the sniffing part of it's big, then that's a great product for you. Um, some of the markets are starting to not need the sniffer. feel like it's not something through COVID that has come, come up. Not everybody wants to touch that or get their face near it. And so now we have some globes that we use that are really cool that can go inside our glass cases. They can go up on a wall. They can go up by the POS system. You could do an entire flower room with them. So we just, we have some different ways to do that and, and just some cool different ways to display flower. We have in our booth in Las Vegas, we had a wall display of their like round pods, so to speak. And they, you have the flower in there and you could put a magnifying glass on the front or you could leave it just clear so you can see all the trichomes and the flowers. So there's just, there's a lot of different ways to do this. And it's really cool to, to help these dispensary owners get, get these displays up and see the different ways to make that a focal point to have people come in. And it's like, wow, you know, that's the wow factor in their store. And it really is helping business to their flower. And then it's helping, helping with their return on investment for their design and their, their displays as well. So it's, it's, it's going to be, it's really, it's really moving along in the industry quite well. And it's definitely something just focal point at our booth when we do our shows, because people are just, that catches their eye and they're attracted to it. You know, another thing is lighting. Lighting is really important in their cases and things like that. So that wasn't something that was even considered back in the day because, you know, there's a, people didn't really understand retail in this, in this business. And now they definitely are And lighting up your product and, and making sure that you're displaying it correctly and that it looks good. And your merchandise correctly is a big part of it too. So there's just, there's a lot that goes into it and it's just, it's really fun. And it's really fun to start working with people who are understanding retail and how to how to go about doing that and that want to do it, want to spend the money to do it, to make it, to make it right. And it's, you get what you pay for. And it's, it's really, it's really been, it's really come a long way in the four years that we've been doing this in the cannabis industry. Yeah, it sure has. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, what you guys have in store. Sevenpointinteriors.com is the website. If you want to check out their work and Danielle and Holly, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Well, thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. To find out more about Green Entrepreneur, head on over to greenentrepreneur.com for the latest cannabis and CBD news, thoughtful essays, tips, and insider tricks on how to succeed in the cannabis business, all that good stuff. And hey, if you like this podcast, do me a huge solid and go to wherever you may listen to your podcast and please rate and review our podcast. It does wonders for the algorithm, helps others find the podcast. Would so appreciate a review and a rating. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.